podcast where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month we've been discussing the heart of the Father, and last week and this week we are specifically discussing how to heal wounds from abusers and the heart of the Father toward both the abuser as well as the abused. Here with me again this week is author Mike Novotny, who I've had on the show before, and today he's back with us to discuss his book, How to Heal. Pastor Mike Novotny has served God's people in full-time ministry since 2007 in Madison, and most recently at The Core in Appleton, Wisconsin. He also serves as a lead speaker for Time of Grace, where he shares the good news about Jesus through television, print, and online platforms. Mike lives with his wife and children in Appleton, Wisconsin. Learn more at www.timeofgrace.org. Welcome back, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me, Denise. Oh, I'm thrilled. I mean, this is a hard topic, right? And as you said, I mean, preaching this, I, I just applaud your obedience and willingness to speak on this message because being silent isn't going to heal anybody. And so I'm really grateful that you're doing that. So the scripture for this episode is taken from Jeremiah 30, verse 17, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. I think we would rather not go through pain in this life. We talked about that in the last episode, but pain is inevitable in this fallen world. And when we're willing to go through pain with Jesus, He will not let us down. He will heal us. And though this is hard for us to understand God's heart because we can be tempted to wonder why He allows suffering in the first place. Mike, I'm going to ask you that all-important question that I think has stumped so many. Why do you think God allows suffering, and how does he use suffering such as abuse in our lives? Hmm. You know, years ago, Denise, I would have answered your question. I, uh, <laughs> I would have quoted all the right Bible verses, Romans 8, 28, the story of Joseph, um, how God used the suffering of Jesus to bring about a greater good. I, I kind of tried to approach that logically and biblically. And I have mm-hmm. learned over the years that as good as that seems on paper, it helps very few people in practice. Mm-hmm. So, um, what you know, someone's listening and they've been through abuse, trying to give them a logical, well, you know, you went through A and B, but God's going to bring about C, D, and E. I don't know that that really helps at the deepest level, the hurt that we feel. Mm. It's kind of like when my, when my wife comes home with a frustrating problem at work and I jump into, well, let's jump into logical and biblical fix it mode. (laughs) It's taking me many years. I'm still very bad at this, but um, I've, I've been learning. And I think this applies to abuse too, that empathy is greater than answers. Hmm. So there, there are answers, but I would want to start with actually the empathy of Jesus. The book of Hebrews says, you know, he is not a, unable to sympathize or empathize with our suffering, but he, but he has been through it and he has felt the depth of abuse and pain. And so, yeah, before I get to anything else, I just want to start there with G- Jesus knows he, he gets it. That's oh, a beautiful starting and ending place, right? I remember a missionary friend of mine saying, sometimes you just need to give him Jesus. Hmm. 
you know, just in an instant. I mean, his word of God won't return void, right? So we need the word. But I agree with you that sometimes they can be patly shared. You know, uh, God will use all things for your good and his glory. Amen. So you've been abused, God will, you know, if you put it that bluntly, I agree with you that there, there first needs to be that, that relationship and understanding. And then let me help you understand how God can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it is, I always think of in Second Corinthians, I think it is um, 1 verses 8 through 11, where Paul is describing his suffering. Mm-hmm. And he says, we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Now, I skipped over some verses there because I'm doing it by memory right now. But he talked about in there the fact that the pressure he was under, he despaired even of life. He wanted to die. And, And he didn't sugarcoat it. And I think what we hear so often in our Christianese Christian huddle culture is God won't give you more than you can handle. Mm. Well, Paul just said, we're under great pressure more, more than he can handle. But the one who raises the dead, he's able to handle it. (laughs) And, and I think that verse became life-giving for me because it was raw and it was real and it wasn't this pat answer. It's, Hey, we can expect suffering but if he's able to raise the dead, he can handle even abuse, even what seems impossible, because that's just who he is. But it isn't just a, a quick pat answer. And I just really appreciate your heart in that regard. So can you share with us God's perspective on abuse? How does he feel about abuse itself and the abused? Mm. Yep, he he makes a, one of the strongest biblical statements within the first uh, 10 pages of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about the story of Noah and the ark, you know, as much as it's uh, a cute decoration for the nursery when, uh, <laughs> when you have your first baby, you know, it's, it's an act of judgment. God saving Noah and seven others, wiping out the rest of humanity. And if you look at the wording, I think it's of Genesis 6, it is because everyone had turned violent the world had become mm. abusive and the God of compassion could not stand it. So a world where abuse didn't just happen, but it was the norm, the status quo. Like it is amazing to me that God would go on the record so early in human history to say how much he hates abuse. Mm. Um, and then maybe one more passage, Jesus comes along and he talks about you know, anyone who causes one of these little ones to stumble. And then it, it's almost crazy that this is Jesus who says this, the one who holds little children in his, in his arms and blesses them. He says, it would be better, not just the same, but it would be better to have a millstone, like a cinder block tied around your neck and to be thrown in the depths of the sea. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, if someone's been through abuse, just to know God, God hates it. God will use it. Yes. Um, God can transform it for something good, but God throws up in his mouth every time someone uses fear force to control another human being. He absolutely hates it. I love how succinctly you put that. You know, it's crystal clear, God's attitude toward violence and abuse. And yet the enemy accuses God in our own souls because it's this accusation, well, why isn't he doing anything about it? And this is where we come back to free will. You know, and the mystery there. But just to see 
in the goodness of God, as you said, even early on in scripture, that he was not going to tolerate it. And so, you know, I, I just want, if you're listening today and you just feel forgotten, forsaken, you are not. God sees it. He counts every tear. He knows the number of hairs on your head. And he is able to comfort you in that place. You know, one of the points in your book that just sings in my spirit is the point that God gets your abuse. I think abuse is a stumbling block that causes people to walk in brokenness. I know for me, I used to liken it to I felt like I was walking in mud, just existing, just trying to do the basic things of day in and day out life became more complicated. And it can be tempting to doubt the goodness of God, you know, who, by the way, wasn't the abuser, but he's the one that gets the accusation. He gave free will to man. And when man uses that free will to hurt God's children, God will not allow such sins to go unpunished. And as you mentioned, we see that in Matthew 18, 6, you know, a millstone hung around the neck thrown to the depths of the sea is pretty serious judgment. I think we'd rather see God exercise his judgment right now or before the abuse happened. You know, he's all knowing, but this is where we need to trust the heart of God. I, I always come back to the fact that Jesus chose to subject himself to abuse from those he created and the abuse that we want to avoid. He chose it. He did that to get to us, to heal us. So, Mike, can you share on this? Why does Jesus' understanding of the abuse his children have suffered bring comfort? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that is the deepest end of the pool. Um, I, mm. yeah, forgive me, speaking to a, a wider audience instead of just looking into someone's individual eyes. Um, so I don't know if this will apply to everyone, but it is really important in the healing process to take a step back and realize that if we as Christians believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, then that means that our sins sent Jesus to the abuse of the cross. Mm. You know, I might not be an abuser to another human being, but it's actually worse I, in a way because of my sin. I have been an abuser of the son of God himself. Wow. And his greatest pain was not the physical or the verbal or being stripped, possibly naked on the cross. He, he didn't shout out, um, you know, the nails, the nails or the, the words, the words he shouted, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. So before I, I give in to that temptation, like James and John, let's, let's bring down fire from heaven on the bad people, God, on the abusers. I, I have to take a deep breath and say, Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Um, yes. That Jesus on the cross was there. His abuse is happening because of me. And I think, although it's not easy, that allows me some perspective to say, but God, you were patient with me until my salvation happened, until you worked repentance and faith in my heart. <laughs> and I know you want that for them too. Mm. So a little Romans one through three perspective that all have sinned, all of us together, our sins might be different, but all have sinned and we all need the cleansing work of Jesus in our hearts. So good. And I really think that humility is so helpful in all of our relationships because it can be easy when someone is unkind or abusive 
whether it be in their speech or their actions or thoughts, you know, to not respond in like manner, Hmm. to recognize, wow, you know what? I'm just as bad. I'm just as needful. But we can compare, can't we? We can sometimes think, well, but that's worse. You know, that's worse. But all sin falls short of the glory of God. And I just think it's such a pivotal, important point. Hmm that you raise there. So thank you, Mike. It's so beautiful to consider that understanding the heart of the Father helps us to heal. Can you give a brief summary? I just feel like we need to kind of bring it all together here and share in conclusion. How do people heal from abuse and hurts? Well, you're asking a pastor to be brief. So we, <laughs> we might need a podcast miracle for that to happen. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. Um, you asked, how do people heal from this? My, my simplest equation is the Bible plus people. Um, there are just deep, beautiful things in the Bible that we need, but just the way that healing works, whether it's from an addiction or abuse or PTSD, like we don't just need good theology. We need good theology in good community. So as much as we just want to keep this quiet and hope that we can find the right passage or the right podcast, open Bibles, with people that have open and compassionate hearts. That's the simplest way I know to start the process of healing. Hmm. You know, sometimes simple is we can overlook it and it's just right there, but are we willing? You know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, um, Jesus told Naaman, I hope I have this right. I'm going off the... (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay, anyway, to go dip in the water. And it's like, he didn't want to. Was that... Am I right? Who was that? Yeah, you're you're spot on. You got it. Okay. I'm I'm just having like brain fog here, y'all. Okay, this happens sometimes. But, you know, are we willing to do the simple, you know, way that God wants to heal us? Just to come to him and read his word. He works powerfully. His Holy Spirit works powerfully through his word. Mike, are there any last thoughts that you would like to share? Yeah. This takes a lot of courage and it's sometimes tough to believe, but given the statistics, if someone would share that they have been through an abusive situation in a a group of trusted friends, like say a small group Bible study, the odds are that there are multiple people in the room who've been to it through it too. Um, I think the devil wants to isolate us because he has Mm. seen over the years, the power of, the Bible plus people. And just to have that courage to, to speak what has happened. Um, I, I have, I'm not amazed anymore when the messiest, most complicated stuff gets brought up in my small group, how there's always someone in the room that says me too. I've, I've been there too. And it is just, incre- I mean, you've probably experienced this too. Those are transformational moments when you think you don't belong And God gives you the courage to speak the most embarrassing part. And instead of God's people walking away, they take a step forward, they get you, they love you, and they give you the grace that you need. So good. And God does such healing in community. You know, you need to make sure that you're in a good, healthy community and in a Bible teaching church with small groups. Small groups are such a great way to be ministered to. Well, thank you for being with us, Mike. Please share with our listeners how they can find you. Yeah, easiest way is through the website timeofgrace.org. And if you add a backslash abuse 
You can find all these messages, the book that we've been talking about, how to heal, uh, extra devotion, just tons of resources that we've kind of put all together that people could heal as fast and as best as possible. Friends, no matter what you encounter in this life, we have a Savior who encountered it all as well. He truly loves you more than anyone else. He grieves with you and counts your tears. Won't you release those hurts into his capable hands? Mike, could you pray us out and pray for those listening right now who are desperate for healing and maybe caught in a trap of bitterness and unforgiveness, maybe even doubting that God wants to heal them or that he will? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, Dear Father, in Psalm 34, you promise that you are close to the brokenhearted and you save those who are crushed in spirit. We just don't take comfort in where you are, which is right by our side. We take our greatest comfort in the fact of who you are. You are not a small God. You are not an incapable God. You are not a God who gets overwhelmed and you're not a God who runs away. And so with the Apostle Paul, I I pray that you would give your Holy Spirit to enlighten us, to open the eyes of our heart, to see that you are compassionate and you are kind, that you are good in you. There is no darkness at all, that you will turn everything the enemy meant for evil into good, that there is forgiveness, that there is hope. Um, Father, we can't believe these things in the depth of our soul without you. And so I pray for your Holy Spirit to, to nudge to shove, to lead, to guide, however you want to work it, Lord. Uh, Lead the people who are listening today to the healing that they need. They need you. If the devil has convinced them otherwise, expose that lie and help them to believe that if you are the God who sent your only son to be abused on the cross, you must love us. You must love us more than we can ever comprehend. Give us faith today to believe that, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, these episodes have been healing for my soul. I pray they have been for yours too. Thank you for joining us today. And may God heal you even now for his glory, friends. And may he use us to heal others as well. You've been listening to the Seeing Deep podcast where we dive into the word of God for the answers to life's problems. (laughs) 